Alright, so, so far, you've heard two hymns that talk about the specialness of Jesus' name. So, it, it's just a little bit ironic as you listen to the, this gospel. And actually, you know, I'm, I'm always very fond of saying that the gospel of John is really not a gospel, that it's a written apology for the divinity of Christ. <clears throat> but you know, there's that old saying that even a broken clock is right twice a day. And out of this divinity theology, John did come to understand some very important things that Jesus said, not only to his disciples, but to us. And this is one of those things in the 10th chapter, beginning with the 11th verse. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd puts the sheep before themselves, sacrifices themselves if necessary. A hired hand is not a real shepherd. The sheep mean nothing to them. If they see a wolf come and runs for them, leaving the sheep to be ravaged and scattered by the wolf, they are only in it for the money. The sheep do not matter. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and my own sheep know me. In the same way that God knows me, and I know God, I put the sheep before myself, sacrificing myself if necessary. You need to know that I have other sheep in addition to those in this pen. I need to gather and bring them too. Would you like to hear that again? Just, you know, so that it really sinks in. You need to know that I have other sheep in addition to those in this pen, and I need to gather and bring them too. They also recognize my voice. Then it will be one flock and one shepherd. This is why the Creator loves me, because I freely lay down my life, and so I am free to take it up again. No one takes it from me. I lay it down of my own free will. I have the right to lay it down. I also have the right to take it up again. I receive this authority personally from my Creator. I'm telling you, this is fantastic theology. And it's interesting that it comes from the very guy, the very author, where the hardcore evangelical conservative Christians are always quoting from to make sure that you've got to take Jesus as your personal Savior in order to be saved. And yet they blow right past what's being said here. And I cut it out just so that we would make sure that we knew the, the significance of this. I come that they may have life and have it abundantly. The good shepherd lays down their life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not in the fold. So, why do I think this is important? Because we as a church, we as a, a, as a group who call ourselves followers of Christ, need to understand that it is about pulling in, not pushing out. And all of this idea of, well, you know, pastor, you're being too easy. No, Jesus has stated very clearly that he's here for everybody. All means all. It does not matter whether you're Hindu. It doesn't matter whether you're Buddhist. It doesn't matter whether you're, what, what is that, the airport people, Hare Krishna. 
It does not matter. What matters is a relationship with God. And there are lots of terms that we call God. Amen? Why we don't get this is because we choose to ignore it. Because I, I actually ran this by a friend of mine on Facebook who's kind of conservative with their evangelical stuff. You know, it's the blood and the, you know, be born again stuff. And I said, so tell me, what is it that you preach when Jesus says, I have other sheep? And they said, and I quote, oh, well, that's the other Christians in the world. I said, excuse me? Where did you get that? He very clearly states that he's got other sheep that are not in the particular pen that we're in. You know, you've got all kinds of dogs, amen? You got border collies, you got German shepherds, you got poodles, you got rat terriers, you got blue points, and you got this, you got that, and they're all what? Dogs. Amen? You got Christians. You've got Muslims. You've got Buddhists. You've got Hindus. And they're all what? People of God. Thank you, amen. And Jesus makes that point very, very clear in this passage. So when you leave here and you, you hear all of these people say, well, what you did is not very Christian. You are now in a position to say, well, wait a minute. I happen to be with Jesus. Who are you talking about? Because it's got nothing to do with behavior here, folks. It's got nothing to do with belief. It has everything to do with your relationship with God. You know, we get criticized here all the time because we offer an open communion table. Now, well, you can't give communion to people that are not Christians. And I'm like, well, excuse me, where did Jesus say that when he offered this as an opportunity to remember that he was sacrificing himself? Oh, wait a minute. There's the point. He gave himself up. Did you notice what it said? He made the choice to follow through. They didn't take his life. He gave it. Think about that. Just let that settle in for a moment. The next time you have a choice that you need to make about whether or not you're going to live the way Jesus lived. If you're going to do the things that Jesus taught. Are you by choice going to give of yourself or will you choose to take yourself out? Jesus, you know, well, you know, I was going to go over this whole thing about what the shepherds used to be. Um, but suffice it to say, I find it really ironic that according to the Judaism of the day and the popular places to work, the people that were well thought of. Do you know that the shepherds were the fifth from the bottom? They were hated. A lot of them were crooks. A lot of them were thieves. They were dirty. They were smelly because they didn't get in all the time. 
And they quite literally were the door to protect the sheep at night because they couldn't get them back to the pasture. So if they were thieves, if they weren't the nicest people to be around, why does Jesus choose this analogy? Why does he decide to call himself a shepherd? Anybody want to just take a wild guess? I mean, because over history, we've all decided that shepherds are really cool people. But the fact of the matter is, if you study this a little bit, they weren't. So why would Jesus follow along in suit of David? I'm the good shepherd. Why would Jesus pick this? Have you ever been in a neighborhood where most of the houses in the neighborhood were being rented as opposed to owned by live-in owners? Can you tell me the difference in those neighborhoods? The neighborhoods where it is mostly rentals, you'll find cars parked on the grass, you'll find cars up on blocks, the yards will be unkept, the houses may not be painted, there may be work that has to be done. And yet, when you go into a neighborhood where people own the property, what do they do? They take care of it. And so here's the other message for Jesus. Is that, look, a shepherd, i.e., God, owns this creation. Of course God is going to take care of you. Of course God is going to protect you. Of course God is willing to lay down God's life so that you can have life. Man, what can be more inclusive than that? What can be a better message for us than that? No, yeah, I suppose Jesus had a kind of a sour side. We saw that the last week that he was alive and he tore up the temple, amen? And, you know, we have other stories in Scripture where he got kind of short with his disciples. He got kind of cranky. You know, that sounds like a shepherd to me. But there's another piece here, James. And that is when Jesus says, the sheep know my voice. That comes from in here. That comes from in here. And that's why Jesus, when he says, look, there's other sheep out there other than the ones that are in the pen, <laughs> that he could say that. People know God's voice. If we would spend more time on figuring out what we have in common with each other, figuring out how we can be a part of each other, how we can help each other, then there would be less time for the crap that we have to deal with every day. And that is the message. The next time somebody tries to give you Christian arrogancy that you've got to be saved, point them to this scripture. What about those sheep that aren't in the pen? And don't tell me they're Christian because they're not. And you can lay that on the pastor if you want. But the whole point of all of this is that Jesus come along to tell us, I have a message for you from God. And it is this. No matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter where you are going, you belong to me. 
and I will lie you down in cool pastures. I will have you in my house forever. All you have to do is say yes. God bless you.